Welcome to the People's Crypto Breakdown. Today is Thursday, May the 31st, 2018. My name is David. I thank you so much for listening. I will be a little bit distracted. It is game one of the NBA Finals, the fourth round of the Cavaliers of Cleveland versus the Warriors of Golden State. I may or may not have an illegal stream going of the game. It is tied at 68 in the third quarter right now. But let's multitask and get a podcast done for the day, shall we not? Without further ado, let's take a look at some numbers. They are pretty good today. Bitcoin is at 7,500. That's a plus 2% gain for the day. Bitcoin Cash is up 2% also to 993. Ethereum up a percent and a half to 567. And Litecoin is at $118. That's a 1.5% gain. So maybe the ugly month of May will be just that, just the month. Maybe we'll get into June and we'll see a little bit of a run. Let's take a look at the month of May. It was pretty bad. So Bitcoin lost 17%. Bitcoin Cash lost 25%. Ethereum lost 15%. And Litecoin lost 20%. So a pretty brutal month of May for cryptocurrencies. What do I think attributed to those losses? Well, no one can really truly say. My theories are that this Department of Justice investigation into possible bad actors manipulating the price of Bitcoin or otherwise using illegal trading techniques really put the brakes on cryptocurrencies. Uh, I've spoken about this in past podcasts, but these bad actors really have nothing to do with the cryptocurrencies themselves and more to do with the bad actors. So even if they do exist, what do they have to do with Bitcoin itself? Uh, does Bitcoin still run on a decentralized network? Yes. Is it still an open ledger? Yes. Is it still a currency that transacts person to person without the need of an intermediary like a bank? Yes. Everything that we love about Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and other cryptos still holds true. It is unfortunate that there are some bad actors in cryptos who are trading them, price manipulating, all the above. That 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 is unfortunate. And those people I hope are dealt with and taken care of and really just removed from the crypto space because they have nothing, nothing to do with cryptocurrencies. So other than this Department of Justice investigation, which I really cannot figure out how exactly it impacts cryptocurrencies fundamentally, I don't know why else cryptos went down so much in the month of May. And looking at news, I really feel like we could be ramping up for a good run in cryptos in the month of June. That said, would I be surprised if we lost 
if Bitcoin lost another $1,000, $2,000? No. Would I be surprised if we just kept trading sideways like we have for the past few days? That, you know, no gains are being made. We go plus 2% one day, down 3% the next day, plus a percent and a half the next day. For the whole month of June, I would not be surprised at all. I still believe in the long-term fundamentals, the long-term value of these cryptocurrencies, which is why I have been buying into weakness this entire month. I really think that my buy and hold philosophy with these cryptocurrencies will pay off in their in the near future. And when you read crypto news, yeah, there is a lot of disappointment, a lot of dismay in the fact that cryptos haven't ran up. But there's also a lot of things to point to that really make a good case that these cryptocurrencies are going to rise in value in the long run. And I have two pretty good stories picked out today that I would like to talk about. I am watching the basketball game. Oh no. Every time Clay Thompson shoots the ball, I just, as a f- not fan of the Warriors, I just assume it's going in and I just get so sad. And of course, it goes in like way more than half the time. Uh, the Warriors are now up by five with about a minute left in the third quarter. Hey, should we focus on the podcast? Yes, we should. Okay, so some news. A fellow by the name of Eric Ching. Eric is from Singapore, has dropped $50 million to acquire a Japanese cryptocurrency exchange called BitTrade. So for an investor to be going into Japan with its incredibly heavy regulation, what with the epic Mt. Gox fallout from a couple years ago, and there was another really big hack. So Mt. Gox was an exchange in Japan where its users were hacked to the tune of like 40, I'm sorry, $400 million, just kind of up and vanished overnight for the users of Mt. Gox, which is one big reason you shouldn't keep your coins on an exchange. You should always get those out of an exchange and into a software wallet. Um, these can come in the form of apps on your phone or into an actual hard wallet, a, a physical wallet that looks like a USB uh, flash drive. And this is a good way to get your private keys off the internet entirely into cold storage. But I digress. A super rich guy, a self made millionaire, a real estate mogul has gone into Japan where cryptocurrency regulation is as stringent as anywhere in the world, probably more so. Where Mt. Gox, a few years ago, an exchange lost something to the tune of $400 million via a hack, where, here it is, where CoinCheck, which is another Japanese, Japanese exchange, was hacked to the tune of $532 million in January. <gasps> That's almost unfathomable. Japan's a country where, rightfully so, government authorities are a little bit skittish about cryptocurrencies and exchanges in particular, and they're going to regulate 
these cryptocurrency exchanges very hard, probably more than anywhere else in the world. Well, a very smart business person named Eric Chang thought he, you know, has ran evaluations of buying this business, BitTrade, which is a crypto exchange in Japan, and he's done it. He has spent $50 million for this crypto exchange. He's going into foreign territory. He is from Singapore. He's going into foreign territory, into hostile, into, into a hostile environment where he's going to have to deal with a lot of regulation and he's probably going to spend a lot of money, but he sees the merit, the profitability in going into Japan and spending not an insignificant amount of money on a cryptocurrency exchange. And he's going to get his crypto exchange totally compliant. He's going to win back trust from the Japanese people. And he's going to bring more money into cryptocurrencies. And the winners of this will be, of course, Eric Chang. But also the winners will be those holding cryptocurrencies right now. Because our coins will increase in value as this guy brings more money into cryptocurrencies so my take on all this on the news that this singaporean billionaire guy is gonna buy a cryptocurrency exchange in japan for 50 million bucks what does that mean to us here in the united states well that's gonna lift the value of my bitcoin my litecoin my ethereum as i sit here in seattle washington usa th these are coins that trade globally digital currencies that trade across the world which is the cool thing we have to remember and you know it's so easy for us to get short-sighted and think well bitcoin you know i don't know any merchants in seattle that accept it when i go to mcdonald's and i ask them if i can pay with ethereum they look at me really confused None of my friends really talk about cryptocurrencies anymore. I think cryptos are done. Well, we have to remember that these are global phenomenons. They are not just limited to Seattle, Washington, to the United States, to North America. These are worldwide things, these cryptocurrencies. And we have to accept that, hey, what's not happening in our world in Seattle, Washington is probably or it could be happening anyway in a lot of other places. And we are remiss as investors if we ignore global news where really significant things are happening. I mean, 50 million bucks, that's not an insignificant amount of money to spend on a cryptocurrency exchange some guy dropping 50 mil for a crypto exchange in Japan, that's going to raise the value of the cryptocurrencies that I hold right now, which is why I will continue to hold and I will continue to buy into weakness. Uh, today is not a down day for cryptos, but the next down day that comes, yeah, I'm probably going to buy because of news like this. So what else is going on? All right. So Super Seattle accent, uh, I can't even talk right now. I'm trying to watch this stupid basketball game and do the podcast at the same time. Uh, but let's really, really focus. So in other news, a Seattle-based cryptocurrency exchange called Bittrex 
has signed a banking agreement that will allow it corporate investors uh, to trade. I'm sorry, that will allow corporate investors to trade selected cryptos for fiat. So Bittrex will be able to let corporate clients buy digital currencies using US dollars. And this is a move that could help bring trading uh, bring the trading platform of Bittrex to more users. So right now, users of Bittrex can only purchase cryptos using other cryptos. So if you were using Bittrex, you would have to fund your Bittrex account using Bitcoin, for instance. And you would have had to purchase that Bitcoin somewhere else with a US dollar. Well, it sounds like Bittrex is working to get where Coinbase already is, basically. Coinbase being another cryptocurrency exchange, the largest one in the United States, I believe. Um, with Coinbase, you can link a bank debit, uh, debit account to a Coinbase wallet and buy cryptocurrencies instantly. And Bittrex, it sounds like, is ramping up to allow this same thing, to give their users the same capacity to do this type of thing. Uh, again, this service will initially only be open to corporate users in select states here in the United States. And this is for regulatory reasons, I'm guessing. Um, Bloomberg, who broke this news, further reports that Bittrex has plans to ultimately offer crypto fiat purchasing to retail customers as well. This is a good quote from the Bittrex CEO, Bill Shahara. And it kind of alludes to the deal being a broader trend, a broader zeitgeist, a sea change of how the traditional financial sector, so banks, old money, old banks, investment banks, hedge funds, whatever, it speaks to these old and traditional and conservative money entities coming into crypto's wide scale. This is what the CEO of Bittrex says. <clears throat> it's not just about banks being able to trust Bittrex. It's about banks being able to trust crypto in general. And I think it's really showing that crypto is turning the corner in terms of mainstream acceptance. So my take on all this, well, yes. Unless I'm reading the story wrong, Coinbase already allows its users to do what Bittrex is announcing they're going to be able to let their users do. That said, this will still bring more money into cryptos, not less. So more money coming into the market means existing supply will become more expensive and our cryptocurrency investments should rise in value. So this is overall really good news for those holding cryptos. Although I believe that Coinbase will ultimately become the cryptocurrency exchange, this is still a move in the right direction. A smaller exchange making a, uh, taking an action to move towards wider scale crypto adoption. Bittrex really might not mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, right? It's like, it's like this Japanese cryptocurrency exchange that just got bought. Um, does this one little purchase, not little, does this one purchase mean a lot for cryptocurrencies? Not necessarily, but 
when you add enough of these transactions and happenings, when you add them all up and these drops in a bucket are accumulating, we are definitely going somewhere. And where we're going, I don't think anyone knows. Where I think we're going is wider scale adoption of cryptocurrencies and when Bittrex starts offering um, client purchases with US dollars of cryptocurrencies, that's legitimacy. And the more legitimacy and security and safety that we can build up in the eyes of the public, that's when money from your grandma comes into cryptos. That's when your aunt and uncle start asking how to buy Ethereum. That's when big institutional old money investment banks on Wall Street start getting interested in purchasing Bitcoin. That's when the move happens. That's when big run number two happens. And that's why I am holding on to the cryptocurrencies that I have. And in fact, I'm buying more when cryptos go down in value. So for the People's Crypto Breakdown for Thursday, May 31st, 2018, my name is David. Thank you so much for listening. This is definitely not investment advice. Please always do your own research. That's really my main goal with this show is I don't care if you buy cryptocurrencies or not. I don't care if you agree with me. My goal is to inspire critical thought, independent thought. And if one person comes away from this show deciding that they are not going to just accept news at face value, that they're not going to accept the popular zeitgeist, the, the, the popular sentiment, at face value that they're going to do their own research and make their own decisions that's how you freaking make money man when you start buying when no one else is buying is when you find the deals that eventually multiply twofold fivefold tenfold critical thought that's really my goal with this show and again if one person can come away from this show saying, hey, you know, I don't really care too much about cryptocurrencies, but this knucklehead David guy, he's inspired me to think a little bit more critically about the world that I live in every day. Then, hey, that is a success. So this is not financial advice. Please always do your own research. Assume there's a chance that your cryptocurrencies could go to zero. So don't invest more than you can afford to lose. Our theme music is by the Heatley Brothers. They have a YouTube channel with royalty-free theme music that they offer for broke podcasters like myself. So thank you to the Heatley Brothers for the People's Crypto Breakdown on May 31st, 2018. This is David. I thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.